Hello, beautiful people of Mother Earth. My name is Elijah. What's your name? So I'm always curious about the person on the other side. Hopefully you had a great start to your Wednesday and the rest of your day turns out to be an even better one. What I would like to talk about and dive in today is something that is very near and dear to my heart. And it's affecting millions of Americans every day and people worldwide is homelessness. It seems like since probably the 19 what 90s like the early 90s mid 90s after the the industries such as like big factory jars started steadily declining uh you know such as the coal mining still working jobs uh even parts of construction and laboring throughout the country a lot more people started to become homeless and as the tech industry rise they started to increase the rents and the property tax of everything around the areas that seems to bring a lot of tourists. And as a result, a lot of people have been kicked out of their homes and had to resort to living on the streets. And it's and it's so heartbreaking just seeing, because I see it a lot here in San Antonio. When I was living in New York, it's everywhere. I remember going to work early in the morning um, when I used to work for Starbucks as a shift manager. I used to leave and get on a train around like 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning, because uh, I had to be there around 4, 4.30 to open up the place. And when I'm telling you, the amount of homeless people I saw on the train was staggering. It had to been on each car. It was a, at least a good three to four homeless people sleeping. And I'm not judging, you know, but the stench and the smell that came with it was horrendous. But it's not their fault. It's sad because a lot of people who are homeless is obviously because they don't have enough money or they're not making enough money to support a lifestyle to where they could just have shelter over their head, food in their mouths, and a place to wash up in. And it's very sad. And believe it or not, in terms of women, like when you see a lot of women that are homeless, about 70% of them become homeless because of domestic violence that is happening or going on in their households or with their spouse. And they have to turn to homelessness as a way to get out. And as a result, I feel like it's a lot harder for them because, you know, their hormones and they have their periods and this, the, to be sanitary is not as easy, but they have developed programs to try to aid uh, with the women so they can get all of their necessities met. But then at the same time, you know, you look at men as well, right? Uh, men are it's pretty high in homelessness, but when it comes to men, the homelessness is more due to like lack of effort and um, just a predisposition from uh, their past that caused them to be in that situation. So if they have a long line of poverty um, and just a history of people in their family that they see that never really strive to be anything great or better, that's already kind of, they're already predisposed to that. So it's in their mindsets from youth. And if they're seeing their parents not really doing anything, it comes on to them. And as a result, uh, they feel like they can't, you know, hold an interview. They can't actually go out, uh, go to high school, get their degree. I mean, get go get their diploma or go to college and get their degree because their family has not gotten their degree. And that's very prevalent, I will say, in the, the black community, especially. And it's really, really sad when you think about it, because according to the data collected by HUD over the course of 2012, going up to 2019, the homeless population was about 63% male and 33% female. Out of those, 83.7% non-Hispanic and non-Latino, 16.3% 
was Hispanic and Latino. 38.9% was white, non-Hispanic. And just for the way, uh, just for sure, I just want you to know that I'm getting all this information from nlcchp.org. Uh, this is like the national place where they actually document and see from city to city the rate of homelessness increasing and decreasing uh, over a 30-year span. So this is uh, this is all facts. I'm not just making this up. And then if you think about that, right? So let me. I'm sorry to go off in tangent. Uh, in tangent there. And then five percent other single race. Seven two point seven. multiple races, 22.6% under the age of 18. That is really high. If you account that there's about almost 10 million homeless people, that means out of those 10 million, about 2 million are under the age of 18. So again, that's going back to the the family households and a long line of just seeing people not going and striving and the system suppressing uh, them to get out there. It's like a long line of uh, psychological dismount. So they need to get their brain back mounted into the correct path to get the credit up, to want to get out there, be successful and do things. And it's very hard if you grew up in that. I know firsthand my mom is the only one on her side of the family to actually get her college degree. The majority of people in my family um, barely make enough money to make ends meet. And that's the truth, like barely like skimming by. And on my mother's side, it's even worse there's a lot of homeless people, a lot of my family that ended up in prison as a result, turning to the streets um, to try to make money, selling crack, selling dope, uh, selling weed. Um, and it's it's sad, but this is a national emergency and this is something that needs to be heard and we need to take very seriously because as the tech industries start to take over and monopolize all across America, the homeless rate is going to increase exponentially. And as this automation starts to come into play, even more people are going to lose their jobs. So they're going to be susceptible to living in the streets. And it's 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 so sad. And it doesn't have to be that way. But, you know, we live in a capitalistic country um, founded on greed. So through that greed, uh, they want power, power, power. And the more power they have, the more money that they can gain, um, the less they have to worry about people that can't actually think beyond their circumstances of getting in those positions to worry about. So it's all about keeping the poor poor uh, and keeping the rich richer. And I don't know if you see that just throughout, um, you know, history of America, throughout the history of America and just throughout our presidency currently. And it's it's very sad, um, especially what Puerto Rico had to go through. As a result, a lot of people became homeless, right, from that hurricane and it took us forever to try to reach out and help them. But at the same time, it's like we're not even helping our own people in the states itself. And yes, Puerto Rico is considered U.S. territory. So that is considered uh, to be a part of the United States as well as Alaska. But we have to get a lot of things in check. There's no equilibrium. There's no equalizer uh, in play. Uh, you have all these corporations just racking and making up, making so much money, but at the same time for all those corporations making so much money, we can't have a living wage where people could actually support themselves, have food, live in a home, just have the basic needs met. That's it. We're not asking for 
uh, or not myself in particular, but a lot of people are not asking for materialistic items. A lot of people like to go for that because they came from nothing. So they like to show it with chains. They like to show it with the sneakers or the clothes that they wear. But at the same time, they're going right back into the projects, right back into the hood area, right back into these poor, impoverished uh, places. And it's it's very, very sad. But our problem is that we're so focused on saying that this is just the way things are. This is how it's always going to be that we don't stand together and try to fight against those people who can't speak for themselves or don't have the confidence to. And we need to instill it in one another to be able to say, you know what? I got your back. I know you've been struggling for a while, but I'm going to pay your rent this month. I'm going to buy the food that you need for your home this month. I'm going to get you a card just specifically designated for Walmart or Target or wherever uh, superstore may be near them so you can supply yourself with all the necessities that you need for a year. If you have the money to do that, go out there and do it. There's a lot of outreach programs um, resort to it. And again, um, this channel here that was created called, you know, Openness is the Earthling's Way on the path to becoming an outstanding earthling. This this is all meant to just give information that's going to actually help people um, become more aware of what's happening around them. Because openness actually creates and develops people that are going to be leaders and going to talk and speak up for those who can't speak for themselves. But the less open you are, the more you're just going to speak on one specific topic and just be very opinionated and judgmental on other things that are around you because your identity is just put on that one particular topic or narration, and it shouldn't be that way. Now, even though you may have been born with money or inherited a certain amount of money, statistically speaking, only about 14% of white people in America, right, pay over 50% in rent. Now, if you compare that to the blacks in America, it is crazy. It's about... 67 percent that is insane like i just even thinking about that that's that is crazy so about uh 67 percent of blacks are you know american african-american in the households paid over 50 percent in their rent oh i'm sorry 27 percent not 67 percent as opposed to 14 so we're almost double that of the whites and then hispanics is 24 percent and 21% with the Asian households. That's accounting with the Middle Eastern people because that's all a part in that particular area of the world. Uh, paying over 50% in rent. So if you're paying over 50% of your income in rent, how are you going to have money to, to get the clothes, right? Get the food, get all these other things. Say if you have children, put them in childcare, pay for healthcare. It's going to be very hard. And this is a national emergency. And it seems like a lot of us are not in tune with what's happening because we we fail to do research because we're so caught up in our own environments and our own situations and in our own lives and instead of actually looking outward and seeing the destruction that is happening around us and it's very very sad you know one um, in 30 kids will become homeless and that's increasing every single day and that's hurtful because they don't have a life to live yet, but they were born into a broken home, into poverty. Um, their mother or their father may be on drugs and the other may be in the street selling uh, dope or whatever to try to make ends meet. And as a result, they got locked up in jail or they may have died in the streets and that child has to fend for themselves and try to overcome hopelessness. And as a result, they're pushed into the, the foster care system 
So they're going from like home to home and, you know, in their own right, being homeless because they don't really have a home. So they're part of the system and then their mind gets messed up and they look at the world and view it in a completely different way than most of us do. But we have to get out there and help people who have mental illnesses actually teach people the ways to get out of poverty have an open heart and empathize there are a lot of us that are just struggling every single day by you smiling by you being kind by you being respectful and having an open conversation you will make a person or anyone or family for that matter that you encounter feel that much better it goes a long way open up your heart don't be so close Depending on the way you grew up, I know personally from growing up in New York, it can be very hard to trust anyone, to open yourself up to anyone, always have this barrier up, especially growing up in poverty myself and my mother growing up even worse than I was. But I'm happy to say that my two younger sisters are a little bit better off. Not the greatest, but it's a lot better than the way I had it and my mom had it when we was young. So this is very crucial and this is very serious. If you have money, if you can lend a helping hand, or if you can spend time with someone and actually get to know them and try to teach them the ways of the world, if you have that knowledge, go ahead and do that. It is very crucial for the future of this world and our population. Um, More and more people are going to die as a result of homelessness because of staph infection, hepatitis A, hepatitis C, scurvies, all of these things that are related to just being around fecal matter, bacteria, and all this stuff from living in the streets. So a lot more people are going to die because of the homelessness. And it's sad. And I remember in the skate spot um, in downtown Manhattan that I used to skate with us, go ahead and skate around when I was like 15, 16 years old. Uh, I believe this homeless guy was like, his name was like Larry or something like that. Or Hoover. No, no, I'm I'm sorry. Larry, not Larry. Sorry about that. I don't know why I think about uh, a song, but his name was, uh, uh, I believe, Larry. Right. And he used to sleep right next to the ledge. We used to skate all the time. And we used to love skating that ledge. He was very nice. And when we can, we used to, and he was like 15, mind you, 15 or 16. When we can, we would give him food or some water or maybe some money to go out there and buy what he needs. And it's very crucial. And I remember when I was a bike messenger too in New York City, I would listen um, to Tony Robbins and Gary V and all that. And, you know, they say, if you can lend a helping hand, go ahead. Even if it's like one to $3 a day helping someone, if you have that money to give, go ahead and give it. So every homeless people that I may come across, and it was always so many in Manhattan when I was biking all around it, um, I would give a dollar to them, give $2 to them, or give $3 to that person. Um, and if a person really needed food or something, I would take them into a Starbucks or a McDonald's or Burger King, and I would get them a sandwich or whatever they wanted. I would ask them, what, what is it that you want? You can order whatever you want. Um, and I would feel so good about that. And I try to do that here at San Antonio. We had about probably $25 in coins, but we never use it. That was in the back of our car. And this guy was really asking for help. You could tell he was really struggling. It was like 98 degrees outside. It was so hot, walking back and forth, just asking people for money, holding up a sign. My wife and I gave that to him to try to help with that situation. So if you can lend a helping hand, go ahead and lend a helping hand. Don't be afraid. You're not alone in this. We're all going through life together. We're all fighting for our survival. We're all fighting to make it in this world. So the least you can do is spread the love. It is very important. 
and a lot of people need it because a lot of people are killing themselves from suicide daily. Just from the military alone, about 30 uh, to 35, not 20 to 25, it's actually like 30 to 35 uh, veterans, active or reserve people are killing themselves on the daily basis due to mental illness. This is very serious. And in this time and age and era that we're in, uh, mental illness is at its all time high. So don't be afraid to treat people with kindness. That goes a very long way. Um, but at, at the onset to be able to do that, you have to diversify your mentality. You have to be open and aware of your surroundings and yourself and your capabilities. And through being that, you could actually lend the best hand that you can. But if not, and not going through a path of self-discovery and loving yourself and try to give to those who don't have, you're not going to be able to see the light on the other side. Instead, you're going to be on a path of darkness that's just going to have nothing but closed doors. You may think that it may open one, but then that next door may close for you. So don't be afraid to be open. Don't be afraid to be aware. Don't be afraid to just spread love and say a nice, a nice message or something nice to someone. It, and I know personally, it, it helps so much. It, like just giving a compliment, it helps so much and coming from the heart with it. I believe in each and every one of you. Uh, remember, this homelessness thing is a crisis. More and more every single year are migrating all across the U.S. Um, and cities are trying to take them out and move them somewhere else, giving them tickets to go whatever. And it's still, it's just increasing the homelessness in another city, but it's steadily on the rise. We went from 2.5 million people before the recession in 2008 to about 7.5 to 10 million homeless people nowadays because of the tech companies taking over, uh, some jobs being automated and people just not being able to get a grip of their mental illness and domestic violence on the rise. So, hey, Go out there, lend a helping hand, spread love, stay with peace in your heart, flow in the process of life. I love you all and take care, everyone.